Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Lakers are on the verge of a winning streak, and Matt Ryan is probably waking up from the night of his life right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome into the Ethos Lakers podcast. It's your main man, Ethan, on a solo ride today, talking about the second Lakers win of the season. And what a win. What a game. What a potentially just transformative moment in this Lakers season. 120 to 117 of the New Orleans Pelicans. The Lakers are maybe filled with optimism is too strong of a term right now for a team that's two and five, but wow, two and five feels a lot different than one and six. And what a way to end a basketball game. I mean, this was, this had all the looks of one of those games we've become all too accustomed to seeing, right? The Lakers were up big, lost the lead, then couldn't convert down the stretch. And all the Pelicans had to do was hit at least one free throw, miss both. The rest is history. We'll be seeing that Matt Ryan shot heard and seen around the world for at least the next few weeks. And it is clear we can all agree on one thing today. If you're getting delivery, you're doing it via DoorDash. You're not doing it Uber Eats. Shout out to you, Mr. Matt Ryan. 11 points on 11 shots, but no one cares in his 18 minutes because he hit the shot that sent the game to overtime to ultimately win the Lakers uh, their second victory of the year. And this is one of those games where this can really be a turning point in the Lakers season. I know that sounds crazy and probably a little dramatic, a little exhaustive to say we're seven games in, this could be a turning point. Well, this could very well be a turning point because the Lakers schedule in the next handful of games, if they play like this, they they can turn their season around. Okay, it's not too late. It hasn't even been 10 games. I got to say, there's a lot more to like about this Lakers team than there was a week ago. (laughs) I know that sounds ridiculous. I know it's been such a short stretch of time, but man, there's a lot more to like. I've talked about this on, on on the show before, but it's worth bringing up again. My neighbor has had season seats to the Lakers since they moved to Los Angeles. So to say that he's seen a lot of Lakers basketball would be the understatement of the century. And, you know, we were chatting yesterday just before the game and we were talking about the first win of the season. And I said, Ken, you know, what I'm really interested in seeing from this team is can they win when they don't have an electric shooting night? Because as good as the win versus the Nuggets was, and oh boy, it was good. And we'll talk a little bit about that. I know JC hit on that as well. Obviously, you got to listen to his show too. But when they played against the Nuggets, they shot the ball well. So I said, I'm curious to see what happens when they don't shoot it well. Guess what? The Lakers didn't shoot the ball well from the three-point line. 10 of 36, just 27.8%. Okay? That is not a good night from the three-point line. The good news is the Pelicans made fewer three-pointers. They shot a better percentage. They were 8 of 25. They just shot fewer of them. I mean, Matt Ryan shot nine by himself. Let's let's call it what it is, okay? But the Lakers were able to win this game. If you take the threes out of the mix, just remove the three-pointers on two-pointers alone, the Lakers were 35 
of 62. I mean, that's how good this team can be from the two-point because they're so dominant in the paint. And what I really liked about last night's win, beyond just the utter absurdity of it, the utter insanity, the so how unlikely it was for this to come to fruition, what I really loved about the win was that LeBron didn't play well. Yeah, I, I know his final stat line says 20 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 blocks. He didn't play well. It looked like he was a step slow. You could tell he wasn't feeling well. Still led the team, actually tied with Lonnie Walker for minutes, 40 minutes. LeBron's minutes, it's, a, it's another topic of conversation we're going to get to. I brought it up last time, but we're going to touch on it again. They, they've got to go down. But this was not a game that LeBron led the Lakers. And regardless, the Lakers were able to get it done. Lakers played a nine-man rotation, okay, including Westbrook off the bench. We'll talk about that rotation in just a second here. But from their bench, you're talking about 37 points, 13 from Westbrook, 7 from Reeves, 11 from Ryan, and 6 from Wenyan Gabriel. It's, it's, it's a little surreal that Wenyan Gabriel is playing while Juan Toscano Anderson and Damian Jones and Kendrick Nunn all sit on the bench, but that's where we are. Kendrick Nunn, we've talked about this. Kendrick Nunn shouldn't be in the rotation right now. He has been awful. He has been awful. And I know it's gonna. everyone's not going to like this so much, but I'm going to say it. Russell Westbrook has been better than Patrick Beverly, especially since he started coming off the bench. I mean, that's not even a comparison at this point. Yes, I understand that Beverly is a, is a good defender. I understand he helps the team and the team construct. But in terms of, in terms of offense, he's given them nothing. I mean, Patrick Beverly is giving them absolutely nothing out there. Meanwhile, Westbrook was an absolute catalyst off the bench again. I mean, he absolutely was terrific in this bench role. In 25 minutes, Westbrook had 13 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, and a block. The six turnovers, yeah, that's that that can't keep coming up. We got to do something about that, okay? We know we got to do something about that. But this is so much better. It looks like for both Westbrook and for the team, okay? We have a very small sample size to work with. But as a starter this year, Westbrook was averaging 10 points, seven boards, four assists, and shooting under 30% from the field. Since he's come off the bench, and I know it's, it's barely been any time at all, but since he's come off the bench, 18 points, eight rebounds, five assists, right? I don't even think these stats are updated. This is only through five games. So it's, it's even better for Westbrook. I mean, he has been electric off the bench. He has been igniting this team. And it's what they've needed. And Austin Reeves, yeah, I expect him to play a lot more. I expect Austin Reeves to take minutes that Juan Toscano Anderson was getting. I expect him to take minutes that Kendrick Nunn was getting. And the real interesting thing for me is going to be when Dennis Schroeder is ready to return to this team. It's probably not going to be for another couple weeks at least. But I'm curious to see how it changes at that point. Because Dennis Schroeder is the best fitting point guard for this team in terms of what he brings to the table, right? You'd like to combine Beverly and Westbrook into one player almost, but you can't, okay? But the guys who stepped up, I mean, Troy Brown Jr. Troy Brown Jr. had 15 and 10. Troy Brown Jr., perfect from the charity stripe. And that's another reason why the Lakers won this game. 
Lakers were 20 of 23 from the foul line, 87%. You make 20 free throws in a game and you shoot almost 90%, the odds of you being able to win are, should be pretty high. Let's spend a little time talking about Lonnie Walker. I know I'm a little all over the place, but this game just has me just completely out of sorts in terms of what we saw. It was, it was that magnificent. It really was. It was a highly entertaining game. The Lakers prior to halftime were just, I mean, that, that, that was the best quarter. My buddy texted us, you know, us being our, our group, and he said, that was the best quarter of Lakers basketball I've watched all season. He was right. I mean, Lakers played in the second quarter. They outscored the Pelicans 33-17. to 17. They outscored them by 16 points in the second quarter. And it wasn't just that they were electric on offense. I mean, it all stemmed from the defense. We have heard Darvin Ham talk about how we're going to be a defensive-minded team. We're going to build our identity on defense, and that will translate to offense. And we're starting to see it, right? We're starting to see it. Troy Brown Jr. and Lonnie Walker, the two, dare I say, the two most important offseason additions. Between the two of those guys, 43 points. I mean, that is an element of this Lakers team that they just didn't have last year. Those two guys outscored AD and LeBron. AD and LeBron combined for 40. And AD, I mean, I don't think he's getting enough pub for what he's been doing this season. And we're going to get to him in just a second. But Troy Brown Jr. and Lonnie Walker combined for 43. Those two, 40. Lonnie Walker was fantastic, man. 28 points, five threes. His, his jumper looks great. He said after the game last night, he said, my jumper's too pretty for me not to be making them threes. I loved it. He's also talked recently about what it's like to play free. And that's a topic that I've touched on a lot as I've sat here and done this podcast for a while now. When players feel like they got to look over their shoulder. I mean, remember, Lonnie Walker spent the rest of his career up to this point playing in San Antonio for Popovich. When he, he's talked about having to look over his shoulder, like, I don't know when I'm going to get taken out of the game if I make a mistake. He knows it's not going to happen here. They need him here. And it has seemed to unlock this new level in Lonnie Walker. And I think that's what the Lakers were hoping for, right? I mean, this is a player who really looks the part. Everybody was so upset about Malik Monk leaving. Malik who? It's all Lonnie Walker right now, right? So try not to be a prisoner of the moment. As good as Malik Monk was at times for the Lakers last season, he's a flawed player, right? There's a reason he has not found a long-term home beyond just opportunity and circumstance. Lonnie Walker, is, he gives the Lakers more, especially on a team that lacks wing depth. Man, Lonnie Walker is a very important player. Still would love the Lakers to find a way to get Jay Crowder on this team, but I don't know how that happens. We, we shall see. Okay, Let's talk about Anthony Davis. All right, we've, we've kind of bounced from topic to topic here. And we've kind of, we've kind of you know celebrated the role players and the, the Matt Ryan game, right? I mean that dude. I hope he went out last night. He didn't have to pay for anything, right? I hope he really had the night of his life. And DoorDash, I mean, coming in on time, delivering when it matters. I could give you a thousand marketing slogans. That sponsorship deal is just too easy to not have happen between the Lakers and DoorDash at this point. I mean, he he's a movie. Matt Ryan is a movie. Is he a perfect basketball player? Absolutely not, right? But is he an interesting player? Could he help this Lakers team? Absolutely. One point last night watching the game, I had flashbacks to the Ryan Kelly era, and I said, no, 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 no. I think that's only because of the name Ryan, right? But the Lakers have been looking for a stretch four like this 
for a while. I'd like to think that's why Mitch Kupchak gifted the Clippers Ivica Zubats for half a season of Mike Muscala because the Lakers have been so desperate to find this player for so long. Yeah, I went there. Okay? Let's get back to AD. Before the season, and for his entirety of his career, especially since he's come to the Lakers, we've heard all about it. I don't like to play center. I would prefer not to play center. Please, put me at the four. A Lakers best team has AD at the five. Even he knows it at this point. Okay? Barring some dramatic roster shakeup, even he knows it at this point. And to his credit, even through the, the back ailment, the back soreness, whatever is going on, he has performed and performed well. AD has been money this year. He has been money. There have been times you say, oh, I hope he doesn't get hurt and hope this and hope that. We're all hopeful. We all want him to stay on the court, especially since the last two years combined, he's played 76 regular season games. I mean, it's just not good enough, right? I recognize one of those years was the COVID bubble year, but it's not good enough, especially last year. He didn't even play in half the games, okay? Well, so far, so far, so good. He still can't hit a three-pointer to save his life. (laughs) I mean, I think we're going to give up on that experiment here. Okay, it's just it's so odd that he's just seemed to to lose it from three. But maybe it's a confidence thing and it'll get there. The promising signs is free throw shooting is way back up. He's not getting to the line as often right now, but AD shooting about 80 percent from the free throw line. That's what you like to see in terms of the counting stats. AD's averaging 23.2 points per game. He's averaging 11 and a half rebounds per game. The most since his 2018-19 season. Okay. Is your wallet a little lighter than usual after the holiday season? Consider it money well spent because you deserve to live your best life and the Chime checking account wants to help you live yours to the fullest. A little extra money goes a long way, which is why the Chime checking account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and access to over 60,000 easy-to-find and fee-free ATMs. You even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go, including sending and receiving money fee-free with friends that aren't even on Chime. Sign up for Chime today for you and your wallet. Get started at Chime.com goals 24. That's Chime.com goals 24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He's also averaging 2.2 steals per game. That would be a career high. He has never averaged even two per game. Highest of his career, 1.6. And on the block front, he's doing what he always does, averaging about 2.3 a game. It's called 2.5. All while shooting about 52% from the field. And he's a career 51.5% shooter. So this is the Anthony Davis, right, 
that, that we expect to see. I mean, his career, for his career, AD's averages are 24 and 10 on 51.5% shooting, including 80% from the free throw line. This year, he's averaging 23 points, 11.5 rebounds, and 80% from the, from the free throw line while shooting just shade over 52%. He is that guy. So let's call it what it is. AD is playing great. Okay, let's give him the credit. Outside of one game, he's been on the court. He's been available. That's the most important thing for this Lakers team. Because this is no longer the LeBron James era. Yes, LeBron James is on the team and he's still around and it's all good. And that's that's wonderful. And he's and he's, you know, for being in his 20th year, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Okay? But this is the Anthony Davis era. Like I said, LeBron's in his 20th year. It, it's time to move on from the quote-unquote LeBron era. Now, let's talk LeBron for a little bit. Yeah, the counting stats are still good. 25 points, 9 rebounds, 7.5 assists, almost a steal and a half, almost a block per game as well. And the free throw shooting has been better like it was last year. He's shooting about 75% from the field. Lakers are not getting to the foul line as much as I would like to see them, as much as anyone would like to see them. That'll change. But in terms of the other stats, LeBron is struggling with his shot. There is something off with his shot. I mean, this is a career 50% shooter. He's shooting 44% from the field. He's not even making 10 shots a game right now. And he's taking more than 20. Taking 22 shots a game. Taking way too many threes. The hero ball stuff from LeBron where he just pulls up with 18 on the clock. I mean, if that's Westbrook, we're all booing him off the court. Okay, we got to stop with that. LeBron shooting 22.5% from three. He's taking damn near eight a game. Stop. We got to stop with that. Okay, and as the team sort of warms up to each other, I think he'll, you know, hopefully recognize that he doesn't have to do that. Doesn't have to force it. Guys will become available. And as this team progresses and, and the team starts to make more shots around him, he'll earn that, you know, he'll sort of extend that trust. And those guys will earn that trust. But LeBron looks, I don't want to say he looks his age, but he looks his age. I mean, he still doesn't look his age for a guy in his 20th year. I mean, this, I mean, both guys in their 20th year, if they score 20 once in a week, you're like, wow, that's pretty good right? Dude's averaging 25, 9, and 7.5. And I mean, talking about him like he sucks. This is still that guy. But it's the year 20. And the minutes, man. We got to bring the minutes down. He's averaging basically 37 minutes a game. That is not sustainable. He did it last year. His body said, uh-uh, buddy. Every year before that was less. Unless you go back to 2016, 17, 17, 18. But every year on the Lakers before last year was 35, 34, 33. Then last year went back up out of partially out of necessity. And this year it's been up because, you know, the Lakers are just trying to figure it out at two and five. But as much as we all wanted to sit here, myself included, JC included, everybody in the world, anyone who's not a Lakers fan was reveling in it, right? It's doom and gloom. They're the only team that hasn't won a game. And what are they going to do? And it's, it's misery. It's horrible. Well, you know what? You look around the league, my friends, it's a pretty weird time around the league. Clippers are so good. Yeah, Kawhi's now out for the indefinite future, four and four. The Warriors, oh yes, how can we who's gonna stop the Warriors? Warriors and Lakers have the same amount of losses. Five losses. Kings, same record, two and five. That's predictable, right? The Nets. Ha! Huh, huh, ha! The Lakers should send the Nets a fruit basket. Are you kidding me? They should send the Nets a fruit basket to say, I know we got problems, but you got 99 more. 
pass it along to Jay-Z. The Nets are a dumpster fire. At two and six, how much longer until Kevin Durant says, okay, I'm back on my trade request? I mean, honestly. Two and six, fire their head coach. Bring in a coach who's embattled because of his old adultery scandal. The franchise point guard is sharing anti-Semitic propaganda. No action from the team. Barely any action from the league so far, although Adam Silver did put out a statement today. Listen, all you need to know about me is that I'm Jewish. So you can guess how I feel about all this. And honestly, we have enough hate in the world. I don't understand why anyone just continues to, to, to stand on this platform of why we need to tear each other down in order to build up one another. This, is, this idea is so ridiculously flawed. We don't need to do that. And Kyrie, I sat here and I said, I want Kyrie on the Lakers. I'm done. Forget it. I don't want that. I don't want him. I don't want that energy. One of the most talented point guards I've ever seen play basketball. No doubt. But as a person, as a man who claims to be of science and culture and of history, and wants to be a leader of people and free thinkers, I've never seen someone ignore the information that's right in front of them and instead believe misinformation. Who touts Alex Jones, who, who shares anti-Semitic propaganda, and claims that he's woke, fuck that. Miss me with that shit. That's as much as I'll say on that topic right now before I go off the deep end there. But the good news is, Russell Westbrook's getting cheered by Lakers fans now. It's been a whole turnaround for him. It really has. It's amazing. It is amazing what Russell Westbrook has been for this Lakers team so far this year. I mean, really, it has been, right? Those stats I gave earlier on Westbrook were, were a, little, were a little, uh, little dated, shall we say. Okay? So 36 and 13 is 49. So he's, I mean, he's averaging about 16 points a game off the bench. Averaging about eight rebounds a game off the bench. Averaging about seven assists a game off the bench. Like I said, way too many turnovers. Way too many. Almost five per game off the bench. That ain't going to work. But interestingly, his shooting has gotten better since he come off the bench. He's four of 12 from three. That's 33%. That's better than most of the Lakers right now. His shot, with the exception of the first game he came off the bench, he shot 50% or better in two straight games. Two straight games. The games he's come off the bench, he is 18 of 39. That's almost 50%. Shade under 50%. Didn't come close prior to that. And it's amazing to me that we have gone in a span of two and a half, three weeks to Westbrook coming off the bench, he blames his hamstring injury because I've never come off the bench. To now I love coming off the bench and this is what I'm here for, basically. <laughs> I mean, the narrative of the NBA season, there has been so much NBA news and we are not even 10 games in. Not even gonna touch the San Antonio situation right now. I am so curious how these Lakers move forward from here because now, now you finally have a, looks. it looks to be that you might have a path forward here. You asked me that you asked me that a week ago, I would have said I have no idea. Right? But these upcoming games, the Jazz twice. I know the Jazz have been the surprise of the NBA, right? Jazz are still a beatable team. I know they're a surprise of the NBA. They're a beatable team. Okay? The Jazz twice, the Cavs, the Clippers, the Kings, the Nets. All of these games with one with the exception of one against the Jazz are at Staple Center. Huh. I'll never call it crypto. Are you kidding me? So don't, don't, don't get it twisted with that. I know what I'm saying, okay? Jazz, Cavs, Jabs, Clippers, Kings, Nets, Pistons, Spurs. 
takes us almost through Thanksgiving. I feel a lot more optimistic about where these Lakers are. Lakers play the Spurs three times in a week the week of, of, of Thanksgiving. Three times in a week. Twice in San Antonio, once in L.A. And this, the reason why this is so important, all these games that are at Staples Center, again, no crypto, is because beginning November 20th, the Lakers are going to be on the road a lot. Lakers are going to be on the road a lot, okay? November 20th, they're at home. But after that, 22nd, road, 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 home, home, road, 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 road. They got to secure these games. They're going to play away from Staples, not crypto, a lot to close the, the calendar year of 2022. They got to secure these games. What do you want to see from these Lakers going forward besides wins? Well, if someone asked me that question, I'd say, I want to see more cohesion, right? I want to see the offense continuing to come together. I want to see better third quarters, especially when you have such a good close of the half like the Lakers had. Right? That would have been such a deflating loss. All of that, just, just to lose. And instead, the difference between two and five and, and one and six, I realize it's just one game, but it is it is monumental, the difference. It really is. Just for the just for the psychiatry of this team, basically, right? Honestly. And so now, with Anthony Davis playing well, with LeBron trying to figure it out, with Russ seemingly settling into his bench role. With Lonnie Walker stepping up, with Troy Brown Jr. finding his role on this team, with Austin Reeves being the guy that, you know, he showed himself that he could beat. <laughs> and Matty Ice, right? I mean, it's amazing. It is amazing. Matt Ryan on a team with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, the Lakers, a guy who no Laker fan even knew his name or could pick him out of a crowd five weeks ago. This dude is the talk of the town. I mean, I haven't checked his Instagram followers and what it was before last night versus what it is today. I bet you he probably gained at least 100,000 followers. I mean, this, I mean it's, it is really amazing. This is a guy who's only on the team out of necessity, out of desperation. I, I mean, it really is amazing, right? Now, you look at the last thing I'll say here is you look at the plus minuses from this game against the Pelicans. Every starter for the Lakers was positive plus minus. Every member of the bench, except for Westbrook, so Ryan, Gabriel, Reeves, had a negative plus minus differential. So I'll take a look at that. I want to take a look at why Austin Reeves, because I thought Reeves played well. I thought he was an asset out there. But 34 minutes minus 11, that's that's significant. I want to take a look at that. Was it the groups he was playing with, right? At one point, they had a lineup out there. It was AD with like Ryan, Gabriel, Westbrook, and Reeves. And you're just like, oh my God. Right? This, is, this, is, this looks ugly. But Kendrick Nunn was supposed to be an important part of this team. JTA is supposed to be an important part of this team. We had this whole talk, Damian Jones, Thomas Bryant. It's not even going to matter like JC and I said recently. Okay? Lakers got to build on this. And I, and I have hope and optimism that they will. What a game. What a performance. I mean, this is what this is this is what Lakers basketball should look like, with the exception of you know building up a giant lead only to fumble it away. This is what it should look like: exciting, cohesive, purposeful, engaged. No matter the results, and this is how we'll end to keep it positive. No matter the results so far this season, this Lakers team has competed, and they have competed hard, and that is such a credit 
to Darvin Ham and to the players, right? I mean, even against the Warriors, they competed. They, they lost the Clippers by six, the Blazers by two, the Nuggets by 11. You talk That game, you know, they probably should have done a little bit better. That's the one game where I say, yeah, you could have done better here. They competed against the Wolves. They, they got beat down the stretch by nine. So it's not like they're getting run in these games. They're not losing by 20. They're not losing by, you know, they're not getting down 15 early and just, and just that's it, burying their head in the sand. They are competing. And with a long way to go, anything can happen. It's going to be, a, should be an interesting season. I hate that word because interesting can mean so many different things. I don't want to say it's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be entertaining. That's the word we'll use. It'll be an entertaining season, right? So we look forward to the next one. Lakers got to get in the win column once again, okay? Matchup against the Jazz awaits on a Friday night. And until then, enjoy the Matt Ryan experience. We'll see you soon. You follow us on Twitter at EthosLakers. Follow me at Ethan underscore Noroff. We out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.